Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. Today, I want to talk about some career advice that will come in handy, especially for the kids listening. If you get a job where you work for someone someday instead of owning your own business, and most people, you know, uh, work for other people, that's fine. It's great. Uh, so I want to talk about how to get paid more because everyone wants to get <laughs> paid more, right? How do you negotiate a salary? How do you ask for a raise? Uh, Brittany, let me maybe start with you. Have you ever had to ask for a raise? No. <laughs> and I probably should have, which is why I kind of thought this would be a fun topic because I am I am bad at this, uh, which is which is why I'm, I'm seeking advice from you. In fact, just statistically speaking, what a lot of people see is this like gender wage gap. And I'm saying that in scare quotes. Um, is actually that many women just tend to be more shy about asking for raises than 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 men are, and so it's one of those things that it's like, what's that book? Like Lean In or something like that that somebody mm-hmm. wrote. So this is a good skill because I think you need to be a little bit more forward and willing to say like, I want to be paid more. So I'm really interested to to know your tips on this. Your advice. Well, my experience matches what you were just saying. So I've I've over the years employed I don't know hundred plus different people. And uh, the women tend to be more reserved in asking for raises than the men, in my experience. I don't know if there's been studies done. I'm sure there have. But uh, I've just seen fewer women take the initiative. Now, when you get a job, there could be two ways to go about this. Uh, The first is, especially if you're working for a small uh, business, smaller company, that there's no structure, there's no process. It's not like yearly reviews and you can qualify for a 5% raise a year or whatever, right? Uh, it's just kind of open. You're, you're hired for a certain price. They'll say, here's what we're going to pay you. And then nothing, right? A year can go by, two years can go by, three years can go by if you don't bring it up. Because you got to think about this from the perspective of your employer. I'll, I'll use me as an example. I am so focused on what I need to be doing and, and the work and all this, you know, fundraising or make, selling books, making money. I'm so focused on like growing what we're doing that I don't often pause or I should say I rarely sit down and, and pause and think, hmm, do I need to pay any of my employees more? <laughs> you know, when was the last time that I talked to Bob and and talked about his payment? I don't have that incentive. If anything, as an employer, I am incentivized to not have those conversations because if, if Bob can continue working for the same amount of money, then that's better for me as an employer, um, especially with inflation, right? That like, you know, uh, it's it's unfortunate for Bob because if Bob isn't getting a seven, eight, nine, ten percent raise every year just to break even with inflation, then technically you're losing wealth, you're losing money. So you got to think about this from the average business owner or manager's perspective. They're often preoccupied with thinking about everything on their plate, and they're not thinking about you. Okay. And so you need to be your own best advocate and you need to bring it up. When people have brought it up to me, I'd say, oh, hey, no, yeah, that's we got to have that conversation. Let's let's talk. And here's what I'd like to talk about. So so you need to be willing to to take the initiative. Now, in the second version, in in other companies, things are a bit more structured. And we've actually moved uh, Libertas Institute in this direction as we've gotten bigger and older. We've created a process because before The people getting raises were just the ones who took initiative, the ones who would come and ask me. 
and there was no structure to it. It was just when they would come and say, hey, I need to be paid more or whatever. And and that was kind of unfair in a way to the people who are more timid, like the ones getting rewarded or just because they have a personality where they are a bit more outgoing, right? So we created some structure and we said, tell you what, we're going to do this yearly process now and we'll do quarterly reviews and we'll score everyone based on all these you know, things that we created. Here's how you'll get scored every quarterly review based on how how much of your goals you've been oh, you hitting. do it quarterly it's quarterly so, so we we do it quarterly mm-hmm. and then so we four times a year we have a quarterly review with everybody and then we add up their score all four quarters and that becomes their annual score hmm. and we have a chart that we've created that we said look if your score if your total score is between 80 to 100 percent, you're going to get a raise you know of this much money if you go over 100 percent, like if you if you hit your goals and then go beyond your goals we're going to reward you even more you get some bonuses, but you're going to get this like really good kind of raise. If you're within 80 to hundred percent, if you're within 60 to 80%, you'll get a raise, but it'll be much smaller, you know? And if you're getting under like 40%, then we're going to have to have a talk, right? Cause that means things aren't going well. So we created this system. We spent a lot of time working on it and, and it's been good in the sense that like, I don't want someone to, to think I want to raise. So I got to talk to Connor. And I got to catch Connor on a good day. Maybe what if I make him some cookies and I, I bring him some cookies to, to, you know, butter him up a little bit. And then I'll ask, like, I don't want anyone to like, I mean, even... that sounds pretty good for you getting some cookies, but <laughs> yeah, like, I won't turn down <laughs> cookies, but I don't, I don't want people to have to like game the system or, or do things like that. So whatever company kids you're, you're going to be working for, either they'll be smaller and less structured where there are no processes like that. Or they're going to be bigger and they'll typically have some type of, you know, process or whatever. Now, one thing that I will say is don't be a slave to the process. If they say we have yearly reviews and, you know, you can qualify for a 10% raise a year if you meet these benchmarks, like that's fine for normal people, but you're not a normal person. So don't be a slave to the system. That doesn't mean that you don't want to reject it and think I'm so much better than that. That doesn't apply to me. But if you feel like what you're doing has such value for your employer that you deserve more, you need to make that known. And so you could say something like, you know, hey, Jane, you know, let's say Jane is the manager. Hey, Jane, um, look, I know we've got this annual process. I respect it. I, I love getting reviewed and holding myself accountable. But I feel that I'm creating a lot of value for this company. And here's some specific results to, to show what I've done. Look at what I did here. And it brought in you know, this much money for the company or it boosted our social media by this much or we got you know, uh, this law changed or we got this new product launch, whatever it is. You say, look, here's what I've contributed. And I just feel like my compensation that I'm getting right now doesn't adequately reflect that. And I'd love to have a discussion outside of that process to talk about being compensated at a rate that's more fair with the value that I'm bringing. And you're going to be successful if one thing happens, and that is you've actually created that value. If, if you just feel like, well, I haven't got a raise in a year, so it's time for another one. That's not a great reason to, to ask for a raise. But if you have worked your, your hiney off and you've done good things, if you've gone a, above and beyond what they've asked for, right, then you have what's called leverage. You have a reason to say, look, I've, I've got, 
you know, reasons why you should be paying more. You could also then say, look, I, I love this company. I love working here, but uh, people with my role are making, you know, $10,000 more at other companies or whatever. And I would love to stay here. And so I would just love to see if we can, you know, find a way to compensate me more. And, and if some, if an employee comes to me and says something like that and asks for a higher salary, um, if they're creating value, then it's so easy for me to say yes, because they have justified it. But if someone comes to me and asks for a raise and they're not really creating significant value, like it's not clear to me the value that they've specifically created themselves, then they're going to have a much harder time getting what they want. Have and you so ever the, been shocked by somebody who asked for a raise because you were just thinking like, oh, oh yeah, they, yeah, they, and oftentimes it's <laughs> oftentimes it's the younger folks who are a mm. bit more ambitious or I don't want to say entitled, but but they and I'm like, whoa, you're you're not bringing that much value to our company. Like, okay, let me let me pause. You need to think about compensation this way. If you want to make money at a company, you need to create that much value for them and 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 more. So. If you're getting paid, let's say $75,000, um, and this is more when you're an adult, but even you know when you're a kid, you can uh, find uh, some pretty great jobs and make a lot of money. So let's say, let, let's go, uh, you're a teenager and they're offering, um, uh, let's say $20 an hour for you know whatever company you're looking to, to work at. That means you need to be, whatever you're doing in your role needs to be generating at least $20 an hour, but more because there's overhead, there's bills they have to pay and managers they have to pay. So it's not just, you know, what they're paying you. It's there's a lot of other costs to operating the business. So typically you need to be making your company, I think, three or four or five times more than what they're paying you just to justify your job. And so if if someone comes to me and they're making, let's say, $50,000 a year and they ask for a raise to $75,000, I need to take a moment and say, well, the work that you're doing, is it bringing enough value to our company to be worth it to pay you more? And the other thing you have to keep in mind here is that it's a question of how painful it is to, for your employer to lose you. So if I have an employee come to me and they say, I'm making 50, I think I should be compensated at 75, here's why. Here's all the value I'm creating. Here's all the impact that I've had. I think I've earned this and I think it, it better reflects the value that I'm bringing this company. So I'd like a raise from 50 to 75 uh, effective on the next uh, paycheck. And if someone comes to me and says that, I got to think, okay, hang on. If I say no, then they could leave because maybe they're going to be dissatisfied by how much they're earning. They're going to go look for other jobs. And so how painful is it if I lose this person. Now, if this person has, has kind of gotten involved in all these things in our company and they know all these, all these processes and people like them and they're creating all this value, then it's going to be painful for me to lose that person. Why? Because they have a lot of information in their head, a lot of, uh, of, of relationships, a lot of knowledge. And if they leave, I have to replace that, which means I need to take time, weeks and months to go uh, recruit someone else and put them through the whole interview process and interview a whole bunch of people. And then we find someone and then we have to negotiate on what we're going to pay them. And then we have to do what's called onboarding, which just means starting a new job and training you. And then we've got to give them six months to a year to get started. 
right? To really like get used to the company and learn our lingo and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be potentially a year and a half before we see any real impact for someone new. That is a lot of time and that's a lot of money. So then it's better for me to, to if, if I can justify it, to pay that kid $75,000 because it's $25,000 more, but it would cost me way more in terms of money and time to lose a year and a half and have to go through all that hassle. So for you, for getting a job, like if I were to boil all the strategies down, it's one, it is create value, be so valuable to the company that you're working for that it's a no brainer for them to give you promotions and a raise and multiple raises, like a no brainer. And number two, it would be painful for you for, excuse me, painful for them if you went elsewhere. So many of the problems that I see from people who are like, oh, I want to be earning more money. Oh, I, I'm not being paid enough or whatever. It ultimately boils down to the fact that either they aren't creating enough value, specifically them, not just their team or stuff they happen to be working on that they're taking partial credit for, right? Them specifically as a person, what type of value are you creating for your employer? And are you communicating it well enough? Because if, if people don't know about the impact that you're having, then you're not having as much impact as you can. If, if some, uh, someone on my team figures out this new process and it saves us $10,000 a year, he can do that quietly and just pat himself on the back. That's fine. But he should be telling his manager. He should be shooting me a message. Oh, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I did it, you know, and what's going to happen? I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be excited. Wow. Hey, thanks. Hey, let me give you a little, you know, $2,000 bonus as a thank you for, you know, doing that or whatever. Right. So you have to not only create value, but then you have to communicate it. And if you're timid, if you're nervous, right, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I, I practice a lot of this stuff when I was younger in front of a mirror, um, and just, <laughs> Uh, practicing all this stuff. I'd practice with a friend. I'd practice with my mom. Um, but you have to realize your greatest strength and confidence is going to come when you know that you're creating value. When you're unsure of yourself and, and you think it's going to be hard to justify asking for a raise and all that, that's when it gets harder and it's awkward. And then you're wondering, oh, are they going to think that I'm worth it? Are they going to say yes? But if you focus, on, and not just you, Brittany, but like everyone, if, if we focus on on working and uh, super hard and creating amazing value for our employer. I think those conversations asking for more money become a little bit easier because you have confidence in knowing what you've done and you've hopefully communicated along the way, the impact that you've had. You've probably been praised by your peers. Wow. Hey, that was cool that you did that. Or wow, look at your results, right? You're going to have more confidence and certainty going in to negotiate and say, look, here's the value that I've created. I'd like to have a discussion about being paid more. Brittany, your your final thoughts. Yeah, it's a e easier said than done to just mm -hmm. say, yeah, do I think, but I think it's a good practice for people like me who get a little timid because even though I don't seem like a timid person, when it comes to this, I get very timid. So I think it's a good ex exercise in pushing yourself to to overcome some of those fears. So, And maybe a final yeah. uh, thought, Brittany, rather than asking for money, ask about asking for money. What hmm. I mean is go to your manager or your employer and say, hey, look, I'm not asking for a raise right now, but I'd, I'd just love to know, you know, if I were to ask for a raise in the future, what you would want to have to see to to kind of justify that or for me to, you know, what, what would it take for me to, I had, I had a woman on my team a few years ago who did this. She sat me down. She said, hey, 
how can I earn more money? I was like, oh, well, if you do this and this and this, then come back, talk to me and I'll give you a raise. And then it was very clear, right? She knew exactly what she needed to do. And, and so when she did that, she could come back and talk to me. I think that's maybe a little less intimidating. Don't go ask for money right away. Just say, hey, look, I'd just love to know what type of things you'd like to see from someone who's asking for a raise. And then you're also planting a seed, right? They know that you're thinking about this, you're desiring it, you're going to be working for it. That might also make it a little easier when, uh, when the time comes. So as, as Brittany said, this is easier said than done. Uh, everything comes through practice. So practice with a parent, practice with a peer, practice in front of the mirror. Um, and even when you actually do these things with your actual employer, it gets better over time and you learn along the way. But I think the more confidence you have, the more value you're creating, the better off you'll be. Brittany, great discussion as always. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.